Welcome to the latest episode of The Ridge and our spotlight show, Tiller Talk, a podcast talking Ridgeview Wolfpack football with head football coach Todd Tiller. You can listen to our podcast on Facebook at The Ridge homepage, facebook.com forward slash tracking the pack. Our host service, Anchor FM, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Spotify. Subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends and share. I'm your host, Rod Mullins, and before we dive into another week of Wolfpack football, The Ridge, and this podcast, Tiller Talk, it's a great way of supporting Ridgeview Wolfpack athletics while at the same time getting your message out to an audience locally, regionally, and even worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, let us know. We can be reached by Instant Messenger on our Facebook page, or you can reach us at trackingthepack at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And now, on to this week's episode of Tiller Talk on the Ridge. Welcome back to another week of Tiller Talk here on the Ridge and our podcast. And we'd like to thank all of those people that have uh, downloaded, had listened to our podcast, and we had a great one last week. I, you know, Coach, I don't know if we're going to be able to top it as to what we did last week, but we'll, we'll certainly try here this evening as we talk a little bit of uh, Ridgeview football, and Coach Todd Tiller joins us now to talk a little bit about the Wolfpack and our upcoming game against Gate City, which will be at Gate City this coming weekend. Coach, Again, thanks for being with us, and time to talk a little bit of football, I guess. Well, thanks for having me again, and uh, yeah, I doubt we could uh, top last week's, but uh, you know, we may be able to bring something uh, next week, so. We're going to give it a shot. We're going yeah. to see what happens with yeah. this, but you know, it's, I'm going to tell you, it's hard to top the walking encyclopedia in, in Bubba. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he he is just a, he's a cornucopia of just information and brings this information out. He, I mean, it's, he's just, he's awesome. He's, he's an awesome person to talk with. I think he's wanting to do it again here soon. Too, oh, yeah. So we're going to have to, I, I, we're going to have to make room for him. I think he'll have to maybe uh, start co-hosting it there. And, uh, yeah. We <laughs> may have to have another show for him. It might be, maybe that, you know, that'd be a pretty good show. Yeah, it would be. So you guys have had, Oh gosh, how many days off now has it been? True. That's what uh, we're, we're tired of hitting each other. You know, we're, we're ready to hit somebody else. It's been, uh, it'll be 20 days, I guess, almost 20 days. It seems like close to it. Uh, we're getting ready to move into uh, a schedule again and uh, get ready to play Gate City. And this time you guys are going to be on the road down at Legion Field at Gate City. And you've got an opponent right now that more than anything, I think they're hurting. They're smarting right now more than anything else after the loss to, to Central here just a week ago. Yeah, um, you know, Gate City, they they played uh, well, you know, at times, but it mm-hmm. seems like they have a lot of uh, inexperienced guys that they've had to, you know, put in here uh, for how many seniors they lost last year. You know, they lost quite a few seniors, so um, – you know, I like a lot of the stuff that they're doing, though. I mean, you know, a lot of things they do is fundamentally. It's just, you know, unfortunately, right now, you know, they've uh, they've not been able to put a complete game together, or you know, be able to match talent of the other team. You know, Central's obviously had more talent the other night. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those games too, where you, 
you can't take for granted uh, just where they're at right now. Uh, this is one of those you have to be on your toes because I, I guess it's, you know, the the kind of the mantra, so to speak, of, you know, if, a, if an animal's hurt in the corner and it's uh, nursing its wounds, uh, you best treat it with a little bit of caution before you go in there and try to help treat the wounds on that, on that animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, we've preached all along. It's not about anything. Anything could happen. And we said, you know, expect them to come out and maybe something we've not seen or, uh, you know, something, somebody in a different spot or, or just whatever. And we've just got to be ready for it. And, uh, you know, don't take anybody lightly. And like, we have to win to make the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's a must win for us. So it's, it's very, very important. What, what was your take after the, the Gate City game? You said they're, they're doing some things. They just haven't been able to put together a good game yet or a complete mm-hmm. game. What are they doing that's it's actually, you know, kind of raising some eyebrows on your staff or raising some eyebrows maybe with the players that have reviewed film? What kind of catches your eye that kind of makes Gate City a little bit more dangerous? Uh, they've got a couple of speedy receivers that they put in out there. And, you know, when they get the ball, they, they can do uh, get a lot of yards in, in a short amount of time. They, um, you know, uh, I think that kind of would definitely worry me. You got two weapons out there. And then the quarterback, you know, he's he's made some great passes and he's had to scramble for his life. And I don't know how he got out of one of them and still made the throw. And they're right there uh, close to uh, catches. And just had a few breaks that they didn't do. But, I, you know, like I said, I like what they're doing with those guys with the skill that they have, uh, you know. In, in the past game, at least, I like what they're doing. Hopefully, it's going to be a, a dry field by this weekend. I know we're supposed to be getting some weather in here by Wednesday and Thursday, uh, the time we're recording the podcast on Tuesday night. But uh, they're supposed to get some weather in here. But hopefully, the field uh, will be at least tolerable, dry, what you can be able to do something on on Saturday. Because both of your away games, the way it's been right now, the Lehigh game, which we talked yeah. about earlier, uh, a mud, not quite a mud bowl, uh, perhaps, yeah, but bad. still messy. Yeah. It was bad. So now you're looking at Gate City, and you're hoping that, yeah, you can get a little bit of uh, footing at least, yeah. so to speak, and be able to do something. Yeah, uh, you know, the game got moved to Saturday at 1 because uh-huh. of the weather. So hoping that by then it could at least dry up a little bit, and if there's, you know – Hopefully there's good footing still. So, well, well, you know, it's bad when, you know, when the situation kind of (laughs) presents itself that you've got racing going on down at Bristol motor speedway and you've got a dirt track and you have to go and keep the track wet, at least, so to speak, to kind of uh, hold the dust down. And they postponed one of the races. Uh, They actually postponed one of the races the other night and they're moving up a race on Wednesday to try to beat the storms and everything else coming in. It's kind of, kind of weird to hear that, you know, especially then considering football. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It is. Wow. That's interesting. Didn't know that. Yeah. They just got word that they were actually moving up one of the races on, uh, on Wednesday, going to move it up, uh, get it started early. So uh, the weather already playing some havoc with some of these races and, of course, football, like you said, moving the game to Saturday afternoon. I think kickoff is scheduled for 1 o'clock. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, 1 o'clock Saturday. So what do you – you know, you've kind of told us a little bit about what 
the pack's going to, you know, be facing with yeah. Gate City. What do you all have to do now uh, going into this game against Gate City to guard against the letdown? Again, you mentioned, you know, 19, 20 days. You've been hitting yourself this entire time, and you're you're kind of left there wondering, you know, are we going to play another game here? Yeah. And you're hoping that you will. But uh, how do you how do you prepare this team? How do you get them ready for Gate City? Uh, you know, we talk about – you know, still wanting to achieve season goals and everything. And, and we take it one game at a time. The way we look at it is this is like a playoff game. The rest of the way, you got to win to keep going, you know. So we're kind of taking that mentality of every game is the most important game, which is the next game, you know. And uh, the kids have been great with that. They're, they're ready to go and – uh, you know, we talk about trying to be the most physical team out there, dominating the line of scrimmage, and and I think that's what we need to do early on against Gate City is dominate the line of scrimmage. If we do that, then I think uh, things will go pretty smooth for us. How does it stand now about the John Battle game? I've, I've had some people ask me the question, is that kind of a write-off at this point, or is there still a possibility of scheduling? I've heard that it's – it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. It's going to be kind of written off at this yeah, point. Yeah, at this point, it, it's right now. I don't even know if they've even talked about uh, rescheduling it uh, anymore. It's kind of just. Mm-hmm. I think it, yeah. and it's. I think it's just going to be put as like a no contest, so it doesn't count. You know, like as a loss right. for them or a win for us or anything like that. So um, it'll. <sighs> You know, and like I said, so that makes winning each coming out and uh, knowing what, you know, the, if we can, if we lose the outcome is we won't be in the playoffs. So, you know, removing uh, what would have been point wise, ever, ever how many you have got for battle, you know, and they don't have Mm -hmm. that. So your total points now are just going to be divided by four. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's and everything's having to be it's it's sort of like this whole COVID thing and the whole pandemic thing. The rules and things change, it seems like week in and week out, day to day, with the way things are having to be done. Yeah, you know, it, it's like uh adapt and and then go back and redo and then adapt to new and it's just it's ever changing and it's uh, very frustrating at times and uh, but it is like I said you know we can only control what we can control you know now you touched on the playoffs a little bit we're not trying to get ahead of mm-hmm. ourselves with this but again I think for those that are listening out there and want to know a little bit more about what's going on how is the playoff scenario this year how many teams are going to be taken How's it going to go in that first round? Is it going to be like a, you know, top 16? How's that going to go, per se? So, Region D, Region 2D, which is the region we're in, only going to take four teams. And those are going to be based upon rating points um, from the five. It was going to be from our five district uh, teams that were same 2A classification they were not going to count the Abingdon game. So mm-hmm. so those five games would have uh, count towards the uh, playoff rating. Then in Southwest okay. District, they didn't have as many teams as we do, but they had the out-of-conference 
games. So they had five district games, and then they had their sixth game was an out of conference game. Mm-hmm. They decided in the Southwest District to throw their out of conference game out and only count the five district games. So it, mm-hmm. even in both districts there, because there's only two districts that make up uh, Region 2D. So mm-hmm. after they did that, uh, you you know, you would take the top four teams from those rating points from the two districts, or from, I mean, top four total. And mm-hmm. uh, so you go one plays number four, two plays three, and the winner of those two would play in the Region D championship game. That kind of sets the stage for wherever it goes from there. At that, yeah. Point, then you right? would play the uh, the Region D champion will play Region C champion in the state semifinals, and then uh, the Region A and B would play the winner of uh, um, the C and D region uh, games. So, so then you'd have your state championship, and they're going to host the championship this year at the highest seed. They're not doing it at Salem, you know, like years past. And right. So now the way that we've, the way that I kind of pictured this, it's almost very similar to the way basketball was played. Yeah. Uh, the, the way that they did the yeah. basketball, because you know, yeah, I've got friends that's asked me, you know, how did Virginia get finished with basketball faster than Tennessee or you know Kentucky and everything? And I'm like, they shrunk down the size of the field this year. Yeah. I think you know there was no other option. Yeah, that was it. That that's exactly what it was. And that was what able to finish faster. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's a pretty similar setup. How are things looking toward the 2021? official fall football season. How's it going right now? How are you standing on games right now? I know you've got your conference yeah. games, but where do you stand on non-conference or non-district we have, games? We actually have our entire schedule finished for the next cycle, which will be fall of 21 and fall of 22. So we've got all the teams. We've got all our uh, district games, and then we've got all our out-of-conference, out-of-state uh, teams that we're playing. So, uh you know, we finished. I guess we finalized that back. It was around Christmas. We finalized that. Is it any kind of secret, no. or can you disclose who we're no, playing? I'll tell you who we're playing. Okay. Out of conference, we've got um, Richlands. We're playing Richlands. Okay. We're playing Grundy again. We're playing Norton, and we're playing Bluefield, West Virginia. Yeah. Oh, that's a that sounds like a good game yeah. right there. It's going to be yes, a tough definitely, one. definitely. Yeah, well, that was uh, you know we were talking to a couple different schools uh, trying to figure out a, a fit uh, in the schedule, and and all of them were quality opponents. You know, we were talking to Tennessee High at one point as well, and um, mm-hmm. trying to just figure out dates. And then uh, I called um, Coach Simon up at uh, Bluefield. And, you know, asked him if they were looking for a game or if he knew if anybody that were that was looking for a game. And uh, he said they were. And I told him these are the open dates that uh, we had. And he um, he said, okay. And we agreed to it. And I had uh, talked to our AD, Kent Grant, told him and everything. He got the contract sent up and, and set up. And we play Bluefield at home this fall. And it is the tenth week, so it'll be the ninth game that we 
Okay. Uh, right before the playoffs. Well, I mean, gives you a little bit of a gives you a little bit of a push oh, going yeah, into the playoffs. Yeah. I guess gives you a little bit of you know a little bit of uh, added dimension. Yes. I guess kind of yeah. That's, ready. that's what I thought. It was it'd be a great test before the playoffs, and you know, Bluefield uh, won many state titles and everything, and um, you know, you want to be in for a physical game and, and a playoff type at, atmosphere game. You know. Oh, they'll bring yeah. a crowd too. Yeah. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they'll definitely. bring a crowd. And 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 let me let me see if I've got this right. Usually, how many how many games or how many Virginia opponents does Bluefield play? I know Graham's one, so this year it'll be Ridgeview. That'll be yeah. two out of that. So, uh, how's it going to stand there? You know, pretty much what their schedule is. Are they playing anybody else, or is it? pretty much the rest of the way for them, it's going to be West Virginia you know, teams. I, to be honest with you, I don't know if they're playing any other Virginia teams. I know they have in the past. I don't know if they mm-hmm. are, but uh, uh, they're probably playing probably playing the rest or unless you got a surprise in there. For, I don't know. I don't even know if they had their whole schedule finalized either at the time. So, yeah. Wow. Well, well but, you know – Here's another thing about some of the uh, about some of the games and stuff, at least for the future and everything. Uh, uh, you know, let's say uh, let's ask yeah. this question. I know some of the teams uh, like Y Central. They have played some teams, or at least before they got settled in in their new digs, they were playing some teams down in Tennessee. They played Sullivan Central and some others, and of course, Sullivan Central's not going to exist anymore after after this year with uh, Westridge opening yeah. up. Uh, any chance of seeing the Wolves and the Wolf Pack maybe on the schedule? Well, you in the know, uh, I think we actually did reach out to them. Um, and yeah. I, I'm assuming they already had everything. But yeah, uh, Coach Grant, he had reached out to them. And, you know, we, I guess we had seen um, who had the better uh, color scheme logo and everything. <laughs> pretty similar, pretty similar colors, name, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of makes you wonder. Kind of makes you wonder if that was a very original choice. Right yeah, there, I mean, it? you know, being so close, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, oh, this is cool. I just, I couldn't believe it when I heard it, and then saw the the mascot and the color scheme and everything. I was like, wow. You know, I could have accepted wolfhounds better than I could. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, wolf wolfhounds would have had a little yeah. bit of a better ring to it, but still, yeah. <laughs> This is this is kind of fun to find out too because uh, there may be some people out there that really don't understand or don't know what goes into uh, the entire thing of putting the schedule together. The schedule is well, the schedule has become harder, I think, in the last oh, what, ten years, so to speak, yeah, with consolidation. Yeah, it's cut down on the amount of teams that were available for you too. So you had to travel farther out of state, you know, to get games. I, I mean, we've, we've been down to Kentucky every year that I've been back here. Uh, you know, uh, even when I was at Fort, uh, we had to go down and play schools out of, uh, out of state, North Carolina or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just because all consolidation is, uh, is, uh, you know, subtracting from the number of possible opponents. So, yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's not a give me win anymore oh, no. either. I mean, you may have looked at some of those smaller schools at one point and you say, hey, this is a this is a little bit of, you know, we might can catch them on a on a good night and this might be an easy win for us. But, you know, now it's given 
no no game is an easy win on any given night. What whatever you play, if it's on Friday yeah. or Saturday, no no game is an yeah, easy win. Exactly. I mean, you know, uh, every time you go out, either either team can win. You never, uh, um, you know, sometimes different things can happen to to cause that. But uh, you know. I think there's a lot of quality opponents around here, and everybody you play is going to be – it's going to be a tough out. Wow. Well, next yeah. question for you. How many of these coaches are yellow? How many are chicken to actually get on the on the radio or on on a podcast here and talk to us about you know, football? No, I don't think uh, – I don't know if they're yellow. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know that uh, – a couple, a couple of prior engagements, and I wasn't able okay. to ask everyone. Um, but uh, I promise we'll get we'll get uh, somebody else on here next uh, next week as well. So, and uh, you know, we may have to get a player or two at one time or something, possibly. Yeah, I think it'd be good to maybe get a player on there. And I, I was thinking too. You know, right now, of course, we've you've got the one. You've yeah. got Trenton right now, who's already got himself oh, yeah. set. And you know, I kind of, I kind of like to ask him. You know, what in the world? You know, here's Toledo. You know, out of the blue. And I, you know, I kind of had talked at one time to a couple of people at Charlottesville. I, I talked to Jerry Ratcliffe at one time, who's sports writer up there. And I said, you know, is Mendenhall even looking at at, at Trenton down here? And he says. You talking about that kid down there at Ridgeview? And I said, yeah. And he said, uh, well, I'm going to make sure that uh, Bronco knows what's going on with this kid down yeah. there and stuff. And, you know, by that time, you know, there was a little bit of some uh, – there was a little bit of some movement, I think, there at one point. And then they were they were out. But, you know, it's uh, recruiting. And you know this as well as anybody else. And you've been in college. But recruiting is – a dog eat dog world out there, buddy. If the if the best bone is put on the plate, buddy, you you try to go for that best bone, but you want one's got a little bit of meat on it. You just don't want to chew on bone yeah, all the you time, you know. And you know they're all competing for this num these number of athletes and and everything. And yeah, it could be cutthroat, ruthless. Uh, you know, not every recruiter's honest. Um, you know, but many of them are. You know. And they, ones that have came through yeah. and, and I've talked to, you know, these guys, they, they're, they're completely honest with you. And as a coach in turn, completely honest with them about my players. If, uh, if I think my kid could play at that level or if I'm like, you know, or if they're a bad practice player or, you know, different things, you know, I'm, I'm not going to blow the kid up. Uh, but uh, I'm going to be real with the, the coach, you know, because if I say something about, you know, talk good about a kid and, and, and all that, and he turns out and he's a dud and everything, you know, that next time that coach is not going to listen to me, maybe, maybe not take my guy over, you know, in his guy or something, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Makes you, yeah, yeah, it makes you look bad after a while. And you, and you, and you're not, and you know, the thing is, you may not be that bad of a coach altogether. You yeah. may be a great coach. And then on top of that, here you are, and you know you're. It kind of leaves you with kind of like a with mud or egg on your face, so to speak. Exactly. But uh, you know, but the recruiting has changed so drastically since. And you know, this was you know I'm 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 probably dating myself here when I tell you this. And but you know, I think I was probably I was around ten years old, ten or eleven years old, and I can remember 
the brouhaha that was going on in Clintwood with the state championship teams in 74 and 75 that year when, you know, after Johnny McFall and after uh, Yogi Mooney and some of the, we're talking recruiters that were camped out at Clintwood high school before school started. That's crazy. They, they followed them everywhere. They follow. I mean, I even heard of, um, Gosh, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember the story correctly, I believe Lou Holt sat down and, if you really want to call it this, sat down, had supper, broke bread with Ralph Cummins in his wow, own that's, dining room. That's amazing. And it just, you know, it was yeah, a different yeah. time then. And I guess it was pie in the sky to a lot of these kids that were offered things, you know, out of the coal fields at that time and stuff. And it was, it was a big deal. And then it seemed like recruiting just kind of got reined in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, now it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of these uh, combines or these seven-on-seven leagues that uh being put on that you're, you're seeing a lot of recruiters go to, um, you know, or the athlete has to come to the school uh, for the camp that they had. You know, some of them, if, if you don't come on the campus, you know, uh, they're not going to offer you. you got to come on. They've got to yeah. see you in person. So they have, you know, usually one-day camps or whatever, and the kid comes up and, you know, works out and does all these things for them. And, and then they can go on and either offer them or not. But uh, you don't need to at least show up. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get an offer. So. You know, and I've seen things from, I've seen things, this is not just a day of where you go and you put a visitor sticker on your, on your chest and say, hi, my name is so-and-so. When you go go to Virginia Tech, I I saw something from a player that, uh, well, he played a union and I saw his actual, it was, he, he put it on a lanyard. He, He hung it on a lanyard around his neck to let everybody know who he was. That thing was as nice as a NASCAR oh, yeah, yeah, press yeah. pass. Oh, they, they, I mean, yeah, it was, they, it was they incredible. Make sure that the uh, the recruits feel, you know, uh, uh, like they have special privilege there with that uh, VIP or whatever it may be. And uh, yeah, they 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 treat them right, you know, and try to showcase the the best part of uh, maybe game day and everything. And uh, I mean, it's it's. Uh, big recruiting you know at least you know and then others they just use uh mcdonald's bags full of uh cash and just hand them to them that's how they recruit hey don't say don't say that oh. <laughs> well that that was that was tennessee oh, I so know. uh yes it was it, it was and, and you know and that if that is true that's a very shameful thing out of the whole deal and stuff that you're you're yeah. but you're doing that and you know that i mean i'm sure there's stuff that goes on um but uh i'll tell you uh i've not even been offered a hat from a recruit or anything like that so uh they couldn't have uh contact with uh a lot of these guys you know throughout covid you know they they certain restrictions uh-huh. that they have and uh you know, it's it's definitely. Uh, I know now. Um, you know, used to they'd be like, you know, if it's a big five star recruit and uh, they got them to come to their uh, school. Sometimes uh, the head uh, high school coach would find himself on the staff somehow. You know, I remember I had a 
kid mm-hmm. that they brought from Florida as quarterback, and and all of a sudden his uh, his uh, coach is now like the quality control coach offense. So, uh, mm-hmm. but that's illegal now. You, they're not so. Yeah, uh, they've cleaned up a lot since the '80s and '90s, you know. But still, uh, I, I'm sure there's several people that try to or know how to get around it. You know, I we we've talked recruiting here a little bit tonight, and we're going to cut that here in just a little bit. But you know, if I'm not mistaken, there's a kid at Abingdon uh, that I believe had signed. If I'm not mistaken, was it Arizona or Arizona State or somebody like that? He had signed with them and. He was convinced to go with uh, Cunningham. They used to play for the Eagles. And now I think he's pulled out. He's pulled out. He's oh, back really? on the market again. I think so. Yeah. It's something like that. I know that he had, he had committed and then he had, he had, he kind of backed okay. out of it and it was, it I, just wasn't the fit for him. I got uh, you. Yeah. You know, and that happens too. Uh, you know, uh, they flip and different things. Um, and, some, some, if if they've committed but not a assigned, then if they get a so-called better offer from a bigger conference or something like that, they'll they'll a lot of times leave the one that they were committed to too. So, yeah, and this transfer portal has it's changed like a lot. Free agency in college. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. It's it, the best way to describe yeah. it again. So. Well, let's move on here and let's just kind of close things out and let's just get ready and tell everybody once again, game has been moved yep. to Saturday at one o'clock and kick off at Legion Field at Gate City. And, and I'm sure the same thing will be, uh, the protocols will be in place, even though Legion Field is a very big yep. field and got a lot of seating. Uh, they're still going to abide by that se- that uh, seating arrangement and social distancing, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, we, players only get one ticket uh which is kind of crazy to me, but that's uh, that's it's what it is. So they get one unless yeah. the school calls and says they have extras. Uh, I know that uh, Lee they had they called and they had a, a few, so they was able. I think seniors got both parents if they wanted there to come. So that was a good thing at least. Yeah. So, but this will be a big game. And like you said, this one's going to be pretty much treated as though, hey, it's for the playoffs. And yep, you've got to exactly. play it that way. And that's what we're going to do, uh, you know, try to come out and, and like I said, be physical and dominate the line of scrimmage. And, uh, you know, the guys, like I said, they're just ready to play somebody else, uh, ready to line up across from a different color jersey and, and get at it, you know. Well, Coach, we wish you luck. We'll have you back in here again on the podcast next week, and we'll we'll review a little bit about the Gate City game, and then we'll preview the opponent coming up for the next week, and that opponent is? Uh, next week we'll play Abingdon at Abingdon. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it's it's just yeah. a couple of more games. It's this one and this one in Abingdon, and then it's back yeah. home. For and the that, that'll game. finish out the regular season. So so it's, yeah. it's, it's coming to a close fairly quickly here, and, you know, and – Having that twenty days in there in there for a layover certainly's not been the best thing in the world, but it depends on which side of the coin you look at. I mean, it could be a good thing, it could be a not so good thing, but we're hoping it's going to end up being the good thing for the rest of the yeah, season exactly. all the way out. Uh, definitely hoping for that, Coach. Thanks for being with us again, and it's been great talking with you. And we wish you luck. Uh, on thanks Saturday for having me. Appreciate it. 
This has been The Ridge and our spotlight show, Tiller Talk, a podcast talking Wolfpack football. Our thanks to head football coach Todd Tiller for his time and helping us get the word out on Dickinson County's home team, the Ridgeview Wolfpack. If you have feedback on our episode, email us at trackingthepack at gmail.com. Join us next time for more football talk from the heart of football country in the Commonwealth of Virginia, Southwest Virginia, home to legendary football teams, coaches, players, and state champions of years past, and proving that to win a state championship in the state of Virginia, the road to a state title must go through Southwest Virginia. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure and subscribe to one of our great services listed like Anchor, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Spotify so that you don't miss our next episode. I'm Rod Mullins. Join us next time for The Ridge and Tiller Talk. Thanks for listening.